up y'all i'm jay and i'm jazz and this is the salt podcast saved and living transparent we're just a couple of millennial christians navigating life while also trying to live right here we get real yeah righteous about culture current events and the church as believers we're called to be the salt of the earth so you know we got to give this world just a little bit of flavor Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Salt Podcast, season three. We're so glad that you guys decided to join us today. Matthew chapter five, verses 13 through 14 says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Again, welcome back, Salt Podcast family. We are so happy to be back. It is season three of the Salt Podcast, and we're so excited. We're celebrating as we record. Um, God is so faithful. <laughs> yes, he is. God is so faithful. Like We made it to season three. Um, thank you to all of our supporters. We say this all the time, but we would not be able to do this if it were not for First of all, the grace of God, but for all of you guys listening, um, and we're going to be making a very special post here um, coming up because uh, we're going to reach almost a thousand listeners, which we're very, very excited about. But um, Jay, please, you know, update the people. It's been a while, girl. So tell us what you've been up to. How's everything know, going? Right? How? First of all, I want to say I miss y'all. I love y'all. I hope y'all are all well, healthy and safe. Um, it's been a real nice, um, time for me, y'all. I had a very soft girl summer for those of you who don't know, (laughs) um, a soft girl summer. It's just, you taking it easy, real light. I was blessed enough where I did not have to take any classes this semester. Um, I worked, um, in fact, God bless me with a little, um, part-time job. Come on, Connecting me with people, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, so I, I'm able to work with one of my colleagues who owns his own, uh, business. And so I'm working with him. And so it's really dope, really excited. And hopefully I can give y'all details about that. Um, just, just getting the semester started. Uh, what else is going on in my life, y'all? You know, my life ain't really popping like that. (laughs) I ain't got nothing going on. Uh, we got the Heritage Classic coming up. TSU right, right. versus JSU. So I, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I already know how it's gonna go. It's Coach Prime. But <laughs> I mean, just for the camaraderie and the and the fun of it all, it's gonna be exciting, y'all. I'm going to that. So I'm gonna support my school, TSU. I'm right. excited for a new semester. It feels just fresh, y'all. I'm telling y'all, first of all, let me just say this. For the young people out there who are in college or school or whatever, just make sure you pray over like your semesters. So Back in May, I started praying over this semester and God has already been just showing up and showing out. I had a class scheduled to be um, for Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. How about the professor first day of class was like, so is there another day y'all want to meet? And it was was only four (laughs) of us. And we was like, yeah, like, so nothing but God. Now we meet on Tuesdays. Like God is really showing up and showing out. And so I just encourage you, make sure you, uh, especially when you know you're going into something, whether it's a new job or a, a school or even a, a new business. I prayed before I, I got, you know, started working with this um, as a kind of part-time position for me, but I prayed before I got connected with my colleague and his his um, business. 
you know, make sure you just whatever you do that you seek God's will and just believe God that he will show up and show out and give you favor and blessings wherever you go. Blessings, you know, wherever you go, the goodness and mercy shall follow you. So that's my two cents. Cash it to the bank. Um, but what's <laughs> up with you, Miss uh, Thomas? Girl, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, your update. Obviously, we talk every day, so I know just about everything that's going on. But it's always encouraging for me to hear what God is doing in your life and like the new things that you're getting into. Um, but since we ended season two, um, of course you guys know, I was just working this summer and, um, doing my one, uh, doctorate class and that went really well. I finished really well in that, in that class. And then we started, you know, with our advising in August and really it wasn't advising. If you guys don't know this, um, a lot of higher education professionals around August, kind of first of September, it's a lot. We have a lot of stuff going on and mainly in those first couple of weeks of school, kids are trying to get situated in their classes and they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on because a lot of them have just swept things under the rug and forgot about stuff over the summer. They were like, okay, I'm going to worry about that when I get back to school. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when they got back to school, they came running t uh, to us and to our office and we had to just help them and figure it out. So the first couple of weeks of August have been very, very, they were very, very like just hectic. No other word to really describe it. Um, but we got through it. We are a little shorthanded in our office right now, but um, I believe God is going to send us some more people. Um and we're going to get our numbers back up as far as like the people that we have on our team and all is well. You know, I continue to like just pray and ask God to just bless me on my job to, you know, I pray over everybody in our um, in our facility, in our office that he continues to send people. Um, but other than that, since everything has kind of calmed down a little bit, um, I am taking another class. I'm taking two classes this semester. They are going well. And it's amazing how God can just give you confirmation on like what you decide to do like another degree in or what you decide to, you know, pursue. And I just knew God, you know, he gave me so much confirmation when I started this doctoral program that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Every class that I take is very enriching. Like is very, I'm very interested in all the content I'm able to, you know, fully engage in discussion. Everything is great. So I thank God for that. I, I really feel like I'm supposed to be where I am. So I do thank God for being aligned in his will. And then also I'm teaching my professional development class to business students. So that's cool, you know, and God is good, y'all. I'm telling you, because this year I didn't want to do this, but God allowed me to do it anyways, because somebody, um, the director of the program asked me to do it. But she was like, Jasmine, do you want to teach um, a professional development class just for students of color, you know, Hispanics? Um, black students, what have you. And I said, oh, I'm gonna have to think about it. I got a lot going on, but God just opened up the door for me to do that. And when I say y'all, they are my best class. Like it's so intimate. It's so small. And those kids really are ready to learn. And they're so receptive to everything that I'm teaching them. So like, again, that's just a credit to God for putting me in the right place at the right time. And I'm excited for this season. Um, Guys, we have a lot of good episodes planned. Like we say this all the time, but mm -hmm. Jay, you know, when we went through our brainstorming stage, honey, like I was just dropping them, dropping gems, yeah. dropping gems. Right. So we, we are so excited to get this season underway. But with that being said, we're going to go into our next discussion, into our next segment where we'll hop into our main discussion for today.
All right, y'all. So our main topic for today, and this is a shout out to a lot of our OG Salt Podcast listeners from season one. But today's main discussion is life as a PK part two. So a lot of you guys know when we started this whole journey with our podcast, our first episode was called Life as a PK. But we kind of sat down and we kind of brainstormed. We were thinking to ourselves, let's do this again, but let's go a little bit deeper for the people. Let's go just a little bit deeper. Also, for this season, season three, we decided to kind of do something a little different. And we have like a theme. So we wanted kind of all of our episodes to kind of tie into this one theme. And so that theme for season three is progression, not perfection. So as we talk about, you know, life as a PK part two, you know, keep our theme in mind. And we're going to be touching on this throughout the whole season. But life as a PK part two. So y'all, again, we both, you know, me and Jay kind of said this before, but we both grew up in church since we were born, basically, since we were little kids, both of our fathers, (laughs) literally, if we probably could have been born in a church, we probably could have. Um, But both of our fathers were ministers assistant pastors, whatever, you know, they had authority. Um, they had some sort of authority in the church. And, um, a lot of times we were in situations where we were called upon to do a lot, (laughs) a lot. Um, we are willing participants, me and Jay, don't get me wrong. And I'm sure her brothers were as well, honey. But people in the church, they'll just call you out to do anything just because you so-and-so daughter. And they knew you weren't going to say no. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's, it's, it's kind of good and bad, but I feel like being a PK, a preacher's kid, PK stands for preacher's kid, for those of you who don't know. Um, there's this higher expectation, this higher standard that you are held to. Um, people expect more from you. And of course, what is that Spider-Man quote where with great um, power comes great responsibility? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the power is being a child of a preacher, I guess. Um, and so people just hold you to a higher standard, like they expect more from you. And that can be good, but it can also be bad. Um, <laughs> at, like, for example, you were, like Jan said, will always be called to do to do things, whether it's the you know, Women's Day, whatever, Usher's Day, Not Women's Day, Sunday, whatever. They are going to call on you to speak, to sing, to do something. And I'm not going to lie. It definitely helped me put public speaking on my resume. Um, but, you know, sometimes you can be worn out. Like you could, <laughs> you could be like, yo, like such and such can read this off. You know, all I'm doing is reading from a piece of paper. Why do you keep, you know, picking me and not to say I didn't want to do it. I ever told nobody no. Um but also, I think in the same way that people, you know, want to have you to, to do things that you should be able to use all of, you know, the young people or, or other children. Don't just focus in on me and build me up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you want to build and pour into all of the youth is what I'm, I'm trying to say, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, and that made me think a lot of times people really don't try to do this. I think in a lot of um, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners if you grew up in church, maybe, you know, maybe, or maybe not, you may have had some situations to where, you know, people knew that you were, um, what's the word you were reliable. So they knew they can call on you at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we, you know, essentially that's what we were like, if nobody else wanted to do it or could do it, they would call on us. Yeah. 
And I think subconsciously that allowed me to um, be a yes man to a lot of people. Um, And I've never talked about this on here before, but, and Jay knows this, but as I started kind of like growing up and getting older and maturing, I realized how much of a yes man I was. And I was almost scared and afraid to tell people no. Because I did not want to hurt their feelings and I didn't want to seem like I was a bad person. And it's like the Holy Spirit had to show that to me one day and my and my mother. <laughs> She's really good at telling me um, things very black and white and bluntly. But she was like, it's okay to tell people no. And God showed me that because he was like, if you don't do that, people will take advantage of you, even in the church. Mm-hmm. And you can't be so naive to be like, oh, yes, sister so-and-so, I would love to do this. Or yes, I'll tie myself in a knot to do this. No, I'm not. And I've gotten to that that part in my journey in my Christian while now where it's okay to say no to people. And they'll still love you just the same. They will respect mm-hmm. you even more if you put your foot down about some stuff and tell them you can't do stuff. Um, of course, when you're a little child or you're growing up in church, you want to just do what people tell you to do because you want to be obedient. Eventually, you almost get kind of used to saying yes to everybody and everything. And so, I don't know, that's just my personal truth. And I had to get really, really used to just telling people no and be comfortable with telling people no. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I mean, at some point, um, if things won't be able to be done uh, proficiently to the best of your ability, if you are pulled in five, seven different ministries trying to do this and that, something's going to fall through the cracks. Come Something on. is going to be done sloppy. Preach. And so, you know, you want to walk in that space spirit of excellence. And so setting those boundaries help you to do that. You know, if you are tied up in this ministry, just doing this, 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 something's going to fall through the cracks. Something will not be done well and to the best of your ability because you're, you're human. You know, we are fallible. We have weaknesses. We get tired. We get burnt out. Um, and so just think about that also when, when thinking about, you know, saying yes and no to things. Really consider, I, I, my mama has had to really kind of show me, you know, don't be so quick to say yes. Really process yes. it. Be like, you know, let me check my calendar. <laughs> right. You know, make sure you will be at a, a, you will be mentally able to do it, you know, physically, all of that. You have the time um, so that you can put forth your best effort for God. That's it. You know, I, and, and I know I understand the policy sometimes, especially speaking um, about smaller traditional churches where it's not a lot of people. And so you have to really have everybody working you in different ministries. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not denying that. I'm not denying that that is not a real thing. And just, you know, um, that is a real thing. It is very hard when you have, you know, 20 to 50, you know, whatever small number of congregants mm-hmm. and you're trying to, you know, get everything done. Um, but just keep that in mind. I'll say. I'll leave it like that. Keep that in mind. Exactly. Exactly. And again, we want you guys to know, like, if you're a a former PK, you still are a PK, or you've never been a PK before, all of this applies. Don't let people force you into doing stuff, especially in the church. Um, And that, you know, leads us to talk about this too. Like, again, we had a, you know, discussion on this last season about relationship versus religion. That plays into this as well, because at a certain point in your journey, once you get saved and you accept salvation for yourself, you realize, okay, all right, Lord, I want to kind of, I want to serve in a church or I want to just serve people in any capacity. You want to do things for the love of God and for the love of Christ. You don't want to do things because of people because people will disappoint you. 
I think that's why a lot of times people have run into those um, situations where, you know, they experienced church hurt and people did stuff and said something to them and they like, oh, uh -uh, I'm about to get up out of here. So you have to know that your relationship with God is what's, what's the most important. Bump what all these other people got to say. Who cares what they think your spiritual gift is? We talked about spiritual gifts as well. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, see how convenient that was. Um, <laughs> you have to be mindful of what, once you get saved and you start, you know, you really get into your prayer life, God, what do you want me to do? It might be okay for me to get up and, and do the prayer and scripture for a program, but is that something you really want me to be doing? Is that something I'm really passionate about doing? Show me my my area of expertise or area I can grow in so I can serve you. Because once you get into the area where you can truly serve God and you can be purposeful, you're going to help the body of Christ more. Hmm. Say, say that again. <laughs> that was good. I think that might have went over some people's heads. Say that again. That if you, once you get to a point where you're really serving God wholeheartedly and it's out of a um, it's out of the spirit of excellence and you're not doing things for people. And it's out of like a true, genuine relationship for God. You become more purposeful and you aid and you help the ministry more because you're really operating in what God is telling you to do. Don't get so caught up in. And I saw a clip on Instagram a couple of days ago. I forgot the, the guy's name. But he's a pastor. He has a um, he has a podcast, and I, me and Jay was talking about him a couple of days ago, and he has a podcast, and it's raw, y'all. Like it's straight to the point. It's black and white. Like he don't hold nothing back. Um, he he not cussing or nothing, but he like telling it how it is. And he was like, in church, we re we really hoard people's gifts, and we really like spiritually. We think everybody's supposed to fit in this box. And just because we feel like, oh, so-and-so is so eloquent. She needs to be over here and she needs to be a speaker. That may not be necessarily where God wants her to be. It just depends. Mm -hmm. You can't box people in. It's, an, it's very, very important for you to disciple people and to, to really be led by the spirit in what areas they should be in so you can help them. And it's important for you to have your genuine relationship with God so you know where God wants you to be. Yeah. Ultimately. Um, cause I know for me personally, I can only speak on my, my own behalf, but that's why one of the reasons why I decided to serve on my music ministry at my church and, and the media team at my church, because those are two things that I naturally am passionate about. And I asked God, I was like, do you want me to be in these places? And he was like, yes. And he gave me confirmation. And so I found so much purpose in those places because that's where I felt like he was leading me to be. So always depend on your relationship with God and not just religion because religion going to only take you so far. Yeah. And I think sometimes, especially when you're working in, if you're not in a ministry in which I'll say it like this, God has purpose for you to be in, you can just be a warm body in, in a position and treat it like a job Sheesh. instead of a service. Yes. You, know? you can really get in that mindset to where, you know, going to church is just another job for you. You don't even come for the word. You're not, you know, mm. half the time you, you have, because of what you have to do, you focus in on this, that, and the third. So you're not even listening to what's being said. You're not going back and listening to it either. Sheesh. You're just kind of there to do a job. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you do it and you leave. And I've even heard it, you know, from musicians and stuff. This guy was cool with, um, went to school with and stuff. And he was saying, he's a musician. And he was saying like, you know, most of the time he just go do what he got to do and leave. There's very few times 
or ministries he's been in where he like, you know, really stays and like listens to the word. Right. And that's a real thing. You get so caught up in a position and it, and, and it, like Jazz said, it should really be where God is leading you. Now, I will say I was blessed enough. I, I believe my gift has, has been speaking. And so I definitely was pushed, <laughs> pushed as a child, you know, okay, read this Easter speech and we need you to do announcements. Da, da, da. Of course, at first I was like, eh, but um, in some ways, I think them making me do stuff did, did help to grow my confidence and really know like, you know, this is something, this is an anointing that God has given me. Uh, because I was able to see it not only in church, but outside of church type of thing. Like one time I had to give a speech for, um, I was in like the junior honor society in middle school. Yes. And it was a bunch of kids giving <laughs> speeches. And I I was like the last person or the next to last. When I say I caught everybody's attention. Really? And I'm just for real, like everybody came up to me. I'm like, oh my God, you, you speak so well. Da, 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 da. Um, and so I just, I realized I definitely have a, a gift of, of, of speaking. I'm not the best. I'm not going to say I just, you know. Um, um, you know, some poet or something, but um, I think the church can, they can sometimes give you, um, especially as a child, when they make you do different things, mm-hmm. you kind of are able to figure out, well, I don't like this. Or I like this. Like yes. one thing I never did, y'all, I'm not a dancer. I never did praise, praise dance. <laughs> I never was a praise dancer. Yeah, I knew that that was not my calling. I never, they asked, I declined. <laughs> um, but it does sometimes having people ask you to do stuff as a kid, it does help you to kind of figure out what, what your niche is. Like, okay, I like this. Or I don't like this. Exactly. Oh, All those things are very important. Like, like we said, you know, know what works for you and what God is calling you to do. Um, another thing I kind of wanted us to talk about too, as we kind of dive deeper into this idea of life as a PK, I know for me growing up, Again, there were a lot of pressures and a lot of expectations. Nobody necessarily said that verbatim, but you felt it. And I know for me, once I got older, you know, you were painted as as this perfect child, whether you liked it or not. And a lot of times, you know, you living your life as a young person, especially when you get into your young adulthood, like those that young, you know, young 20s, college, and then you get out of college or whatever you're going to do and you start working or or whatnot. When you start making mistakes, there is a certain level of condemnation that you feel or a certain level of guilt that you feel when you mess up because you know, and it's not even necessarily if anybody knows about it or not, you just know that as a PK or as a person that's been in church forever, there's a certain facade that you have to keep up. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, I got a smile to keep from crying because I don't want nobody to know what's really going on or I don't really want to talk to nobody or I may yeah. not feel comfortable talking to nobody. Um, I don't want my pastor to know about this because he going to look at me different. You know, yes. I think, I think that's a, um, that's a common struggle that a lot of us young Christians have, especially PKs, because it's like we are painted, we're shown in this light that, you know, our parents or our, our father or mother, they're in ministry. And so we should look and and be a certain way. And it's not always like that. We're going through just as much as the other person going through. We just so happen to be going to church two or three times a week. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> like <laughs> the same sexual temptations. Um, yeah. The wanting to fit in the wanting to go out and feel like you're missing something. Um, all of that is, we feel the same stuff. 
And I don't think people really know that. And they make you, I think it's to where you feel like you're sinning just because, because we're still, we still have a flesh, you right. know, you still have a flesh. And so when you have these desires or these thoughts, you'd be feeling like, like, you know, like something's wrong. Like, oh my God, I've sinned. You're, like, you've sinned. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's like you've sinned just from that, you know? Yeah. Like I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like, yes. no, bro, this is, you know, you're human. <laughs> right. Like it's okay. Feelings. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to act on it, but. You know, he gave us these feelings, these, you know, whatever. And you're human. You're going to have these desires. Again, we're still human. We have a flesh. It's just the acting on them in a way that contradicts God's word. Yes. Then it becomes a sin. Yes. Speak I don't that. think we speak on that enough. Uh-uh. Um. Come on, speak to the people. <laughs> no, honestly, like, and I was telling my boyfriend the other day, Um, I was telling him, I was like, um, I told him about a story when I was in, when I was a freshman undergrad, and I think I told my mom this, so she do listen. I'm not afraid of her knowing this. But I remember it was the first weekend, y'all. Literally the first weekend. And I think either the Alphas had a party or the Kappas, somebody had like a welcome back to school party. And they, everybody was pre-gaming or whatever, trying to get ready. And they was like, hey, you want to, hey, JT. And, you know, my teammates called me JT because it was another Jasmine on the team. They were like, do you want to try this? And it literally, y'all, it's the cheapest liquor ever, like Boone's Farm, if y'all have heard of it. You can buy it from the gas station. And it literally tastes like soda. Like, that's how much, it's, it's very little alcohol. And um, I remember just kind of feeling a little peer pressure to drink it because I had never had alcohol at all until that point. Never in my life. And I remember taking a little sip of it. And they was like, girl, you barely took us. <laughs> they was like, JT, you barely tasted it. And I was like, yeah, it's good, y'all. I was so scared. <laughs> and I'm not even embarrassed to say it because that's what I, I grew up in church my whole life. So, like, that's all I knew. And I knew people, you know, I knew stuff that was going on in the world and stuff. I wasn't, like, blinded by the church. But like I wasn't, I just felt like I was doing something wrong because I took that little swig of that drink. Y'all, nothing was literally, it was like maybe 2% alcohol, like, you know. But it was still that that ideology and that that mindset of, oh Lord, like, oh, please don't strike me down because I just didn't drunk this little, this little taste of um alcohol. And I had to realize then, obviously, I realized then that I didn't really care for that. But I don't necessarily look down on that experience because it taught me like, you know, you got to make your own decisions for yourself. And I did feel bad that I got suckered into that, but it, it allowed me going forward to really stand on my convictions and really be like, yeah, yeah, I don't really want that. Or yeah, I don't really want to go there. Or, you know, the list goes on and on, but it kind of showed me like, okay, this is not really something I want to do. So let me kind of stand boldly on what I really want. And what God is calling me to do. And I can be different and it'll be okay. Right. And I realize sometimes you being, you know, really standing on your convictions really can sometimes shift the people around you. Like I can recall, I got to a point, like, and I've said this before, I used to smoke weed a little bit in college, just a little bit. Um, and so like- <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. But as time went on, I would get to a point where I like realized like I really I'm not a smoker. I really don't care for the, the act of smoking, don't care for weed, whatever. 
And so I can recall when they would, you know, me and my friends would link up and we have our little get togethers or whatever. And I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. After a while, like, I promise you, almost every time I would, because I ain't gonna lie, I, I did a couple times where I'd be like, nah, and then I did it. But anyway, <laughs> when I was in the phases where I was like, nah, um, they would like eventually, I would notice they'd be like, well, no, nah, I'm trying not to smoke either. Da, 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 da. And oh, so wow. like it would really change the atmosphere. And I promise y'all, it happened at least two or three times where I saw, I noticed a difference in wow. their thinking as well that they wanted to take a break or they didn't want to smoke anymore and I was like you know I'm at that influential like <laughs> but, but it was the I, Holy Spirit know. that was on you though you probably yeah. didn't even realize it was your light that was essentially in a dark place and yeah you were showing Jesus Christ in that moment you just didn't know it it really took me time though like honestly from Honestly, from freshman year to senior year, like it was a it was a progression of maturity and growth, which there should be. But by senior year, junior year, I you can ask me all you want. I'm not gonna smoke. I'm not gonna, you know, do none of that. I, I didn't care for it. But back to what you were saying about the expectations, I think in some ways it can be good. Um, for example, because people hold you to a higher standard, meaning mm -hmm. that they see something in you that maybe you don't see in yourself, mm -hmm. um, that they know you have greatness within you. Now, I think that can be good, but I think sometimes that can, for, I guess, and I'm just considerate of other people, but I think in some ways, I think that cannot be so good for other people when you just hold up the PK and all the other. Yeah. You talked about that in earlier. church. Yeah. You just kind of like, eh. you know, like, for example, in my, in my church, I mean, they used to, I mean, I was, I was, a, I don't like to use the word good. Only God is good. I was an obedient, studious child. Right. Like um, and other girls in the church, I think majority of them uh, got pregnant, ended up getting pregnant relatively young. Mm -hmm. I was the only one that didn't. Uh, I went to college. You know, I, I don't I don't know if any of them did. I think one went off to um, the military. But, uh, you know, and people really looked at me so different and just, you know, really would give me praise and adoration. Mm -hmm. But I wish they would do the same thing for those girls in the same way that you have this high standard for me, why not set it for those girls so that they can know mm. that somebody looks at me and think and expects better of me. That's it. Um, and, and I just, I just wish that that could be different, but I think, like I said, you just look at PKs different, but just look at all of the young people look at, you know, I'm just all about speaking life and really building up the youth. Right. And so that kind of, that was something that kind of bothered me growing up. Like they would look at me like, Oh, you got all, you know really just praise me you look so pretty da, da, da. they were not saying any of these things to these girls even though they were nice you know young girls they just were different from me I'll say um but you know I, I just that's just that's just my two cents and no that's really good because if we can change that ideology and that way of thinking in the church you can prevent some of this stuff from happening in mm -hmm. a way that these girls feel the need to go you know sleep with a guy and they end up you know consequently having a child you can sometimes help to to negate that yeah. and fight against that when you're reassuring oh lord the holy spirit is speaking to me today when you reassure people in the church while they're serving while they're showing up to sunday school and bible study reassure them encourage them that way they're more inclined to stay close to the faith than outside of it mm-hmm Like you have to upbuild people. You have to. You have to. Um, I I believe one of the last little things I wanted to talk about with um this whole part two discussion was the idea of salvation. So as a PK, you know, you grew up 
And I remember I had this discussion with my dad because he asked me, I was like 17, 18. And he asked me, he was like, Jasmine, you know, have you been thinking about getting baptized? You know, you probably want to go ahead and do that soon if that's what you want to do or whatever. And in so many words, he did encourage me, kind of push me to do it. Um, in no way, shape, form, or fashion did he make me. It was totally my own decision, but he really was nudging me that way. And I felt that, but it wasn't like I didn't feel pressured. Um, but for me, I willingly took that as, okay, Jasmine, like, let me go off. You need to go off by yourself and pray and ask God, okay, is this the time to do it? And so when I did that, I asked God, I was like, you know, is it time for me to give my life to you, Lord? Because I feel like, you know, I feel you tugging in my heart. And he told me, he's like, yeah, it's, it's time for you to to make this, this you know, physical pro proclamation and and say it outright to people that you are a follower of christ and it's time to be for real about it because i was about to go to college i believe it was the summer before never forget it i got baptized and i gave my life to christ the it was that august we had like a convocation at my church um at my last organization church organization i was a part of that that early august and right before that was when I was went to college and they had a baptismal service. And I, I told them, Hey, I want to be baptized that Sunday. And I gave my life to the Lord that Sunday. And I, you know, I never looked back, but I made that personal decision for myself. My dad, again, he kind of nudged me that way, but he didn't make me do it. And so as preachers, kids, pastors, kids, whoever, it is going to come a time where you have to make a decision for yourself. You know, all the years that you have spent, you know, memorizing easter speeches and being in christmas plays and being in skits and praise dancing all of that is good but all of that should be a culmination it should be almost like it should be like a stair step to get you to salvation like i don't want i'm trying not to say climax like that shouldn't be the end all be all is your salvation but that should be one of your goals in your Christian walk is to get to that point so God can take you higher. You know, the Bible says he wants us to go from glory to glory to glory. That's one of those stops in there is for us to get to that point where it's like, okay, Lord, I'm ready to give my life for you to you and I want to live for you. And so, you know, as young Christians, you got to make that declaration and know that you're, you're not perfect. Like what Jay was saying, you're progressing. This is part of my progression. I'm ready to give give it all to you, Lord. I mean, I'm not perfect and I'm not waiting to get perfect to get saved. That's another issue. A lot of a lot of kids around our age or young young adults, whoever, they be like, I'm kind of still out here in the world. I'm kind of still doing my own thing. I don't think God wants me to go to him when I'm like this, but God literally wants you to go to him as you are. Because the longer that you keep waiting, oh, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. It's getting closer and closer to the time where God is going to reappear and he's going to show. And he's going to get all the believers in and rapture them back up to heaven with him to live forever. So I want as many people to get on this train as possible. I don't know about you, but I want as many people on that train, <laughs> on that train to glory, <laughs> as the old people say. Um, I want as many people on that as possible. But I think that was a great discussion. Um, Jay, do you want to add anything 
to that. I know I kind of like was just rambling right there at the end. Girl, you hit the nail on the head, honey. I can't really <laughs> say anything. <laughs> I mean, you really speaking. I mean, you 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 said everything I, I was honestly would have said. Um, and just, you know, just know that when you come into the fold, when you join this family, that there is no condemnation. Um, God is not looking. He's a loving father. He's not looking to punish you or, you know, be mean to you. And, you know, he's 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 nothing like that. And I think that's one of the biggest things um, that, you know, we try to do in this podcast is to really um, explain who God is and the fact that he is a loving father. And I think we say that all the time, but he is. Um, and so keep in mind, there is no condemnation. He's not looking for any anybody perfect. He loves you just the way you are. And also realize he knows where you at. He know you still smoking. He know you still doing whatever you doing, you know, whatever. He knows where you are. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for my, in my eyes, to me, those are the best people to, to speak about the goodness of God. Yes. When you in the rut of life, when you can say, I'm here, but you know, I love God and you know, he's really taking care of me. And you know what I'm saying? To me, those are the the people that tend to attract the crowd. I hate to say it like that, but you know, when you when you perfect and act upright, you know what I'm saying? Most of the time people aren't like um, you know, people aren't drawn to that. Exactly. It's the people that keep it real. That's like, you know what? I'm human. Da, da, da. I've been here. I've been there. But but God, you know what I'm saying? When they have that but God. Exactly. Um, about them. Um, in spite of type of type of vibes. You know what I'm saying? Not vibes. Lord, ooh, forgive me. But I don't, know <laughs> I don't know if that's witchcraft, but I don't want to say nothing about no vibes. Oh my goodness. But uh <laughs> but yeah, y'all. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add. I think I, you know, it had its pros and cons growing up as a PK. You had your good, your bad. You met a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Vacation Bible school was lit. The church lock in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, hot dogs and hamburgers. And Girl! chips. <laughs> Bag of chips. Girl, we used to have little cookies wrapped up in the saran wrap. Oh, my gosh. And it's like Them black the, and white the cookies. The white and the cheese. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why do we all grow up in the same church? What in the world? For the Dr. Thunder, honey. <laughs> And it don't matter what denomination either, because all of us did the same stuff. It don't matter. We did. We did the same stuff. But um, I think that was a great discussion. I, Again, I pray that everything that we, we say in this season um, of the Salt Podcast is helpful to you all. Um, we just wanted to give a little bit more deep deeper thought on life as a PK, and we hope you guys got something out of it. One of the scriptures I wanted to, to uh, mention is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. And this is coming from the King James Version. And we talked about condem condemnation a little bit. Um, and it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So um, again, as a child of God, um, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you are no longer condemned. You are no longer um, in, in defeat. You have victory in Jesus Christ. Hold your head up high. If you do mess up, if you're a PK kid, if you're not, it's okay. God is giving us an opportunity to repent, to turn back to him. His mercies are new every morning. Um, Y'all read your word and get encouraged. The word is powerful. Get encouraged. Use it every single day um, to fight off the, the works of the enemy because that condemnation thing is real, y'all. He will use those sinful things that you've done to really make you feel bad. And, it, you know, the Holy Spirit 
sometimes you'll grieve the Holy Spirit and you'll you'll realize, okay, Lord, I did something bad. Let me repent. I'm so sorry. I do want to turn from this. That's different. But we don't want you to feel like, well, I ain't never going to be nothing. Like I'm messing up. I'm not good enough to go to you. Like, no, that's not it. Like you are more than worthy to be a follower of Christ. Um, and now I would we're... like to add, oh, go I ahead. want to add along with that, you know, the Bible says that, you know, God cast our sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Mm -hmm. So when you are constantly thinking about where, well, you know, the enemy just know it's the enemy. First of all, that's in your head telling mm -hmm. you, well, you didn't did it before. You might as well do it again. Or man, you keep trying to quit. You keep trying to stop, but you, you end up keep doing it. That is nothing but the enemy. I want y'all to be able to realize and recognize that is the enemy. God does not hold hold that over your head. God does not hold yours as a child of God. Once Jesus died on that cross, it was finished. It was done. That's so it. all your past, future, present sins are wiped away. So God don't keep record of that. Just, just keep that in mind. As a child of God, God does not keep record of that. He is not throwing it back in your face. That is the enemy. The enemy wants to keep you in bondage in that sin. So realize and recognize those voices, those thoughts. It starts in your mind. The battlefield is in your mind, guys. So, so remember that. That that is not that is not God, and you gotta speak the word over that. You gotta think when Jesus was tempted mm. to the devil, what did he speak to him? The word, mm -hmm. you know. So so keep that in mind when you having those thoughts of man, I ain't never gonna, you know, I you know whatever you did did it before, or you you can't quit. Da, 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 don't wipe that away. We have victory in Christ. So like Jazz said, feed your spirit, feed your word. My mama always told me that when you're when you are feeling weak and down, you gotta feed your spirit, man. Just like you feed your body. You have to build up that spirit, man. And that comes from prayer, communion with God and reading your Bible. Okay. And getting that good word in, in, in church. So, and that's, that's that on that. I have nothing. To add. <laughs> yes. I love it. Now let's transition to our scripture of the week. Uh, my scripture this week is Philippians chapter one, verse six. And this is coming from the uh, new living translation. It says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Everyone that is listening, God began a good work in you. He said he knew you when you were in your mother's womb before you were even formed. He knew you. He knew what you were created to do. He knew your purpose. He knew that you won't be a PK. Or he knew that you were going to be somebody that wasn't in church for real. Because this applies to everybody. He knew what you were going to be. He knew that the only time you went to church was with your grandma. And that's the only time that you saw anything to do with anybody's church and listening to the word or anything. He knew that he makes no mistakes. And so he that begun a good work within you is more than able to finish it and to complete it. So know as you're going through this journey as a young Christian, God is going to complete that work. I'm, I'm here to encourage you. Um, once you accept God as your Lord and Savior, he is going to complete that work. I'm telling you, just be, um, be encouraged, keep, you know, fight the good fight of faith and know that everything is going to work out. It's your, your work is going to be done. It's going to be complete. Amen. I like that. He is doing a good work in, in us. My scripture of the week is first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 i'm gonna read the king james version but as it is written eyes have not seen nor ears ears heard neither have it entered to the heart of man the things which god hath prepared for them that love him um this has really been speaking to me first of all i have been um 
in the midst of our, our hiatus, um, kind of over the summer, I've really had it in my heart. Just God has really just been speaking to me about, I guess the term is his preferred future. Mm-hmm. So God has a preferred future for all of us. And this scripture really lets me know, like, I, you know, and we talked about in, in our last season, you know, God's plans are bigger, you know, better than mine. Um, and it just kind of talks about that to me. That's what it speaks to me that, you know, I can't even fathom, wrap my head around, add up, calculate, you know, plan out what God has for me, what he wants to do in my life. Right. And I, I really stand and speak and believe and know that God is, is like Jason said, began a good work in me. And he got some amazing things that will blow my mind. Things my parents have never imagined I would do, you know, mm-hmm. my grandparents' generation, you know, whatever. Right. I just know he's he's using me. Then he's using you, listeners. Um, and, and I just believe in receiving. And again, those who love him, those who seek after God, you know, God wants to give us his best. He's a good father. So he just wants to, you know, he wants us to, to bring him glory. And so I'm just excited, y'all. I just know. I'm <laughs> I'm good. I am taken care of. That's, yes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yes. But yeah, what's what's up with the church announcements, Jazz? Let's move on. Yes. To wrap us up. No, I was going to let you keep talking, girl, because you was ministering to me. Um, with our church announcements, we only have one, and that's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to um, everyone. We mainly know that this is a nice holiday day off from work for most people. Not all, but a lot of people. Um, and that's tomorrow as we record, I hope everybody has a safe and fun holiday. If you are off of work, um, if you're not able to be at work, we hope that you have a great day at work tomorrow. Um, and maybe you're able to get you a little barbecue after work or some, you know, go to a cookout, maybe enjoy mm-hmm. some family. Um, I know it's supposed to be a little rainy here, but that really wraps up our church announcements. Um, Jay, you want to pray us out for today? Absolutely. Father God, we come here right now. Thank you for this day, God. We thank you that we strive for progress, God, and not perfection. We thank you that there's no condemnation in in your kingdom, God. We thank you for Jesus Christ, for dying for our sins, God. We thank you for your everlasting love, grace, and mercy. We we speak blessings to God on all of our listeners, those under the sound of my voice, God, all of their loved ones. We ask that you keep us safe from harm, God. We confess Psalms 91 over all of our listeners. No evil shall be fathered, befall thee, God. Neither shall any plague come not at dwelling. We ask that you just bless the works of our hands. Let us be a light, God, in this dark world. We, we love you. We give you all praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Y'all already know what it is. Don't forget to be the flavor that the world needs. All right. Y'all have a good week. Bye. Bye. Liking what you heard so far? Well, let us know what you think by leaving a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts or our Instagram page. Details are listed in the description box.